Good morning. Welcome back to Mighty Lake Podcast once again. This is the fifth episode. I guess I'm doing better than I thought I'm um, Maybe I'm doing what I thought I, uh, I should. Anyhow, um, welcome. This morning I'm painting a done variant. Um, a lot of things going on in, in my week. myself and my, my mood and everything um, without having to make a piece <laughs> of artwork that has just spelled it out for everybody. So that's really nice. So here I am doing the Dunn variant today, which is, well, frankly, this is the bug that I feel like people see and they think to themselves, man, bugs are ugly. That thing is freaky. So I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm looking at the colors and I'm looking at the the structure of this thing and it's really interesting um, but it's really dark it's really green brown um, so I feel like my challenge today is to take something dark and green brown and maybe a little bit ugly and really find the find the beauty in it to bring up for everybody to look at. So, um, oddly I feel the need to start on the wings with this one today. And I worked in kind of a sap green and a burnt umber and I'm starting in with that. Sap green is just this gorgeous color. Um, to anybody that's that's painted before oils or oils or watercolors or even acrylics. Acrylics sometimes the, the joy of the color isn't quite as much there. Um, I really like using acrylics and I've, I used it for the majority of my career but but it does take a little bit more of a build up to, to get those colors to sing a little bit sometimes. But the watercolors really just seem to sing right out of the right out of the right off the bat so working working some of that green and some of that burnt umber to start starting in with the wing tips with the darks and kind of bringing it in letting some of them be really more umber letting some of them be more green kind of shuffling back and forth using a wet paint this week um, very wet um, and letting letting some things just happen steer around on its own. Um, I feel like sometimes it's difficult to do that with the darks. The darks will will bite you sometimes if you just let them steer themselves. But I also feel like working in in a palette that's really just too 
two pigments to start with makes that that uh, those interchanges that sometimes become mud seem a little bit more simple um, and they they don't end up looking as as bad when you don't try to get too much out of them when you just let them be and kind of sing back and forth and it becomes a conversation between those two colors so that's what I'm doing right now and it's kind of a little bit muddy and it's kind of a little bit gorgeous uh, in my opinion And as I work down the wing, I'm giving myself some opportunities to, um, as it starts to break up into segments, I'm starting to bring in a little bit more air into the wing, leaving a little bit more white space. It gets a little bit lighter as we go down. I'm probably making it a whole lot more dramatically light at the bottom to start, so that I have room to go over top or not go over the top, depending on whether I feel like that open space is communicating the form of the of the insect wing well or not. So here we're getting a little bit more into the green and a little bit lighter, less pigment with the umber, and it's becoming a little bit more airy as we go down. I'm really liking this. And then the very front side of the wing is light, but it's not light as if it's changing color. It's almost light as if it's as if it's just got more air coming through it. More, more you can see more through it. It's more translucent. So I'm just gonna really wet out my color and lay that down to to just this washy bit going down the front of that wing. going to give it much definition. I'm going to kind of let that blur out. I want that to blur out so it seems like it's sitting back. So. I'm going to get the blur against more defined. And you start to play emphasis and shape front of the larger wing. So we're almost to that. Where those two overlap becomes this really confusing spot to sometimes communicate. But with this bug having such dark wings um, really doesn't seem to be an issue on this one. It just looks like a solid piece in front of the other the other uh, the other wing instead of being able to see markings and lines on two different two different wing areas. So I'm looking at this wing, the top one that I've been working on, and uh, as I said, I have a bunch of air kind of going through the middle of it, and uh, I think I'm not going to do a thing to it, because it looks 
this one may be maybe not quite so much defining the the actual um, physiology of this bug, but definitely definitely having a little bit of a little bit of character and getting getting across the essence of that of that insect. So I'm really I guess I'm really focusing focusing on essence this morning, um, which you know honestly when I when I started this I was it was 5:30 and I was just sort of looking and responding to the bug and not really thinking about it and sometimes sometimes that's the spot to be in just gotta communicate with whatever you're making communicate with your paper communicate with your brush let things be I uh I started reading this last week, The Way of the Tao, and it's so interesting, just the, the way Alan Watts describes human beings and nature, and he says that in, you know, Eastern philosophies, there's this, there's this solace in nature and this peace and this this uh, gratitude for, you know, the earth that we're, that we're coexisting with or we're existing on, um, not from like a, not from like a Greenpeace sort of fashion, but just a thank you for these, these gifts and this aid, you know, this tall mountain, thank you for lifting me up to the sky, um, etc., and then he goes on to talk about uh, an American or a United States or whatever sort of idea of nature. And he talks about how we're always trying to conquer it. You know, you, you, you conquered Everest or you, you, you conquered the road, you conquered this path, you, you hiked this, you, you swam across this channel, you conquered, um, and he says, you know, this would probably sound really, really odd to somebody that's very much into an Eastern philosophy, and the question that he posed that would be an idea of those Eastern philosophy. Why are you constantly fighting with nature, with with, with life? Um, shouldn't you be grateful for it? And I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm kind of just letting things be in this painting so far. And I think... I'm seeing some, some correlations really between the usage of watercolor and, and, and that idea that, you know, gratitude is better than, than conquering. And I, and I think 
it isn't that I've not, not had some of that sort of mentality where, you know, if you let the watercolor just do its thing, like, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna really work out better for you than trying to, trying to work it too much, but, it's really, yeah, yeah like, why not, why not focus on that gratitude for those pigments in that color, and, and really that's, that's where in a lot of the joy lies in, in painting, you know, it, it isn't so much for me to communicate something to people, in fact, I, I often wonder if I'm communicating anything at all, but I do get some of my greatest joys just out of seeing pigments interact and colors interact, and, and how, how a pigment how a hue can change based on, you know, how much water is in it, how thinned out it is, how how saturated it is, seem, is it seems on your paper, or is on your paper. Um, I really, I really get a lot of excitement out of how much a color can change. Some colors look so much, so much better if they're a little bit watered down. Some of them look better if they're if they're a little bit more chunky and uh, saturated. So the sap green is very much this color that looks really, really great when watered down. And you see you see a lot of pieces where it's sort of this base layer for people. Sorry, I'm getting a bunch of cars going by and an airplane making me weave out, but, uh, sap green's this color that you see very much as, like, a wash color, you people will lay it down in grasses and marshes and all kinds of stuff like that, um, any place where you need that nice earthy green, um, it's really, really a great color, but I like how much it changes, it goes from being this almost yellow thing when it's watered down, to this really intensely, like, kind of, uh, I don't want to say ugly, but it's, it's not, it's sort of like, uh, do you remember Slimer from the Ghostbusters? It's kind of that color with a, just a tiny bit of black added to it, or maybe, um, maybe that's not a good, good assumption good, uh, analogy, maybe it's, hmm, where have I seen it, I'll have to think about it, but sometimes it's fun to just think about the origins of this color, where have I seen that color before, and then you find that you end up, if you end up looking for that color all over the place, you end up using it more, you're like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's here, it's here too, so now I'm getting into the legs, and the legs on this book are the only thing the front legs, not even the back legs, the front legs are the only thing that really has just a little bit more red in it, so I'm going to put just a little bit of burnt sienna in, I'm not going to do a red red, despite the fact that they almost look red red, I'm going to do a little bit of burnt sienna, so that kind of marries it to the rest of the piece, and then with all the, the umber and sap green playing back and forth, I think that'll pop. Quite nice.
darker as it goes down the leg. It's just a, it's a bigger portion right next to the body that ends up being that light brownish. So now I'm working back through the body a little bit more. And the body, the body is really all those darks from the back part of the wing. So I'm gonna lay down some pretty intense mixes of the of the uh, burnt umber and sap green, but it feels different on the body too. The body is shiny, so I'm making sure that I'm really playing back and forth a little bit and working uh, essentially like each of these little squares in the body segments are like a landscape, so I'm working kind of dark to light to dark to light to dark to light, and that makes it feel like it, A is round and B um, is playing off of the light a little bit. Um, the, the same two things help you do both space and, and shape. So I'm really focusing on the placement of my darks and the absence of pigment as my light. Um, I really, I feel like this body could feel very, very heavy if I was to really go in and try to replicate it. Um, so I'm going to stick with trying to get the feel of this bug rather than trying to replicate what's in front of me. Which is an important thing to focus on uh, for me today, um, and for anybody that's not really trying to be a realist, I suppose. So, I'm finishing out the the bug a little bit now, getting getting to those rear sections. I hope you enjoyed stopping in today and checking out checking out what I had to say about the making of the Dunn variant. You can see the final piece. Um, both in the in the title image for this this uh, episode, but also on my Instagram. Uh, my handle is mighty underscore lark. Thanks for stopping in today, and uh, I hope you have a great one. Take care. Be well.